Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Janice Mirakatani, a beloved local icon who was San Francisco's second poet laureate and a co-founder of Glide, died last week at the age of 80. Known equally for her poetry and her fierce advocacy on behalf of San Francisco's most vulnerable residents, we want to honor her legacy today. So to begin, here she is in her first appearance as the city's poet laureate in March 2000, performing some of her work, sharing why she loved San Francisco so much. When I run in the neighborhoods of San Francisco, I'm always reminded of why I love this city, its diversity, the poetry of each unique community, the echoes of past and emerging songs, city lights in North Beach, Ferlinghetti's temple of poetry and famous beats. I still hear Ginsburg's guru Om in an anti-nuclear drone. Chinatown, rhythms from Kearney Street Writers Workshop, the ghost of I Hotel, and Manong Freddy's banjo strums, longing for a home. It is the powerful year of the dragon, Chinese voices warn. Mrs. Maxwell, in the house on Potrero Hill, calls sons and daughters off drugs and nonsense. There's justice to defend, she says, and college to attend. Samba of the mission, the beat, Taps our feet, the heat grabs our hips, our lips can't resist roses in the teeth of our possibilities. Anklet bells of South Asian women on Eddy Street, saris like bright wings at their feet. On Divisadero, gentrification divides haves and have-nots, but jazz on Fillmore survives, revives, won't die. Roots are spread everywhere. The Sutter Y is stolen property, Spoils of a world war. J-Town Tycho's thunder. Don't forget who we are. In the hate, echoes of flower children, young runaways needing community. Still still today, they cry, spare change. Change is spare. Irish cultural centers, Italian cafes, Russian tea shops, syncopate from Geary to the avenues. The blues from Bayview. Don't shut me out, baby. Don't put me down. Can barely pay the rent, pay the rent baby, in this high-priced town. But roots are spread everywhere. Harvey Milk's spirit strolls in the Castro, marches down market. We don't forget in San Francisco. In the TL, Cecil sings, love to give. Fried chicken and amazing grace. Glides a home more than just a place. That was Janice Mirakatani performing as San Francisco's Poet Laureate in 2000. 
She recently passed, and we want to hear from you. What did Janice Maricatani mean to you? How did her work as a poet and an activist inspire or impact you? Give us a call now, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch with your reflections and memories on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, or you can email them to us at forum at kqed.org. Joining us to discuss Maricatani's legacy is Karen Hanrahan. She's the president and CEO of the Glide Foundation. Welcome, Karen. Thank you very much for having me. No, it must be um, a hard time for everyone there. But for people who aren't familiar, can you tell me what Janice Mercatani did at Glide and what she meant to people there? Sure. So um, I'm, I'm recovering from some goosebumps from just hearing that reading from her. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we all got a sense um, of the power of Jan. Um, so Jan was, uh, over time, was the president of the Glide Foundation, but you know, she's one of the most fascinating people I've ever met. She um, was strong-willed and fearless and authentic and really deeply troubled in many ways. Um, she helped create Glide. Uh, she created this special um, place and a special movement informed by the values of radical inclusion, unconditional love. Um, and she um, was so many things to so many people. Uh, She was a relentless activist. She was a truth teller for women and racial justice, a poet, an artist, a producer, um, and really a teacher uh, for so many. She was really that unique person who found a way to bring all of these dimensions together in her life and her work. Um, And these are attributes really informed by by um, her life's struggle um, and the abuse that she struggled with in her life so she she's touched thousands of lives helped people heal and transform their own lives yeah. uh, for for decades is there a memorial service uh, planned we are in the middle of planning that right now it's a celebration of mm-hmm. life which is what Janice wanted um, we haven't released the details, but we will definitely do that soon. Got it. You know, people often call her a legend or an icon or even like St. Jan. But can you give us maybe a smaller story about her time at Glide that could help people understand how she was kind of just in day-to-day work? Sure. So I can tell a story in my first six months at Glide. Um, I had the opportunity to watch Jan interacting uh, with a a group of women in our women's center. And this was really her comfort zone, working with women in an authentic, um, close-up, proximate way. Um, I was able to watch Jan close up, um, help uh, help these women uh, struggle, help them tell their story of abuse that they had suffered, sexual abuse, violence, that, that some of them were still suffering. Um, She helped them express and tell their stories through artistic ways. There were art projects, um, there was poetry, there was writing. Um, It was a way, a technique that she used to help people um, begin to heal, to go through the tunnel of this struggle and suffering and to say these things out loud so they can emerge out the other end feeling 
a little more self-love and um, and part of a community. I saw uh, a tribute from Latifah Simon. She said, I've been crying for two hours. I'm heartbroken. You just think that Cecil and Janice are going to live forever. They're like the parents of consciousness in our city, of grace and clarity, and they've raised so many of us in this movement. We're reflecting on the life and legacy of Janice Miracatani, former San Francisco Poet Laureate and co-founder of Glide. We've been joined by Karen Hanrahan, and we'll be joined after the break as well by Maria Ochoa. What did Janice Mirkatani mean to you? What memories do you have of her? Give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. We'll be back with more after the break. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. Coming up in our next hour with Mina Kim, about 10% of men in the United States experience paternal postpartum depression during the first year of their baby's life, a condition that often goes undiagnosed. We'll talk about new research, and we want to hear from you. Are you a father who felt depressed after the birth of your child? How'd you cope? Leave us a message at 415-553-3300. That's 415-553-3300. To listen to past shows and subscribe to our podcast, visit kqed.org slash forum. And for the latest updates on our programs and guests, find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at KQED Forum. Bad women can cook, create a miracle in a pot. Create something out of chicken feet, pig's feet, cornmeal, hog maw, fish head, ribs, roots, soy, or red beans. Bad women celebrate themselves. Dark as plums and coffee, light as cream and butter, gold as sun on lemons, red as cinnamon, brown as cola, plump as mango, skinny as tallow. Bad women flaunt themselves. Finger popping, hip shaking, big laugh, smart thinking, wise speaking, soft syllable, tangerine lipstick queens. Small and full-breasted women, fat-kneed, thin-ankled women who dance without warning, wrap their men or their women around their waist and boogie to the edge of dawn. Bad women resist war, poverty, violent love affairs, child abuse, and unsafe sex. Bad women know how to stir our tears into cups of compassion, add some hot sauce, wasabi, five spices, jalapenos, the salt of memory, Stoke the fires of history, simmer in resilience, make it taste like home. Bad women can burn. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. That was Janice Miracatani, former San Francisco Poet Laureate and co-founder of Glide, reading her poem, Bad Women. Today we're honoring her life and legacy after news of her death on Friday. And joining me now is Maria Ochoa, 
Professor Emerda at Interdisciplinary Social Sciences at San Jose State University. She's also a writer and photographer. Welcome to the show, Maria. Thank you. Why don't we just start with that poem? Tell me what you heard in that poem. Oh, well, every time I I read that poem or hear it, um, it it just conjures up the sensuality that Janice brought to uh, the spoken word. And but it also blends the ways in which Glide, which she and Cecil were so central to, uh, brought together people from so many different backgrounds. It's just one of my favorites of hers. Oh, that's great. And you've known Janice Mirkatani for more than 30 years, right? Yes, we met in 1988 when I was working at the Women's Foundation and I was editing a publication that included works by writers who blended their creative work with social commentary and Janice graciously permitted us to include her poem, Women on the Move. And, you know, she was part of a a broader movement um, of writers, the third world women, right, who were kind of writing from a particular place. Can you tell us a little more about it and how you feel like Janice felt fit into that um, that movement? Well, I believe that Janice um, served as a beacon for many women uh, as someone who not overcame, but rather faced the challenges of traumas that she had encountered in her life growing up and as an adult and transformed those traumas through creative expression. And it was that power, the ability to uh, create that brought her to some level of healing. And she wanted to share that. She wanted to share it with men and women Um, But most movingly, she worked with women who were in her Glide writing group, and that writing group was offered as support to survivors of traumas, uh, whether of the body or of the spirit. Yeah. We're reflecting on the life and legacy of Janice Maricatani, former San Francisco Poet Laureate and co-founder of Glide with Maria Ochoa, Professor Emerda of Interdisciplinary Social Sciences at San Jose State University. She's also a writer and photographer. And we want to hear your reflections. What did Janice Mirakatani mean to you? What memories do you have of her? What did her work do for you? How did her life's work at Glide inspire you or impact you? Give us a call now, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum. Or email your questions or poems to forum at kqed.org. And the San Francisco Public Library also tweeted that they would like to spread the word on an upcoming event celebrating the life and legacy of Janice Mirakatani, Poets Honor. Janice Mirakatani being held August 14th at 2 p.m., featuring um, San Francisco Poet Laureate's past, present, um, and more. Well, so we have another cut, Maria, that I wanted to listen to with you. Um, it's a short one, just on um, Janice talking about uh, one of her life philosophies of loving dangerously. And I think the simple act of seeing people is radical. Um, and I think that diversity, yeah, yeah. I think diversity is radical. Um, and I call it caring dangerously. Caring dangerously means that you dare to take the risk to open yourself up to somebody else. Yeah. So maybe you could just reflect on that, that the concept of caring dangerously. I, uh, 
Sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 no problem. Yeah, I, you know, I, we were just listening to a little cut of Janice Miracatani talking about caring dangerously and almost as a form of seeing, like that just to radically see other people. Um, allows you to to care for them in a in a way that might actually be a little bit dangerous to yourself, um, because you you know almost like with your children, your heart's kind of walking around outside your body. Yes, well, and I apologize for that lapse. I was back hearing her voice, and to have that recalled so vividly, I I was in the moment with Janice, and of course, she's not with us physically these days, but uh, uh, that's where I was. One of the remarkable things about Janice Miracatani is that she embraced all whom she encountered. You know, she could see past the manifestation of people's public presentations, and she was able to hone in with laser insight to people's value and worth as human beings. I mean, she had this grand ability to weave her work as an agent of social justice with creative output, as a cultural worker, as a writer and teller of stories um, about everyday people, persons who were socially marginalized due to impoverishment, addictions, mental health conditions, uh, conditions and, and past traumas. Uh, that's what made her, um, well, that's what made her Jan. Yeah. You know, when you reflect on the changes in San Francisco and the Bay Area through time, and I know you knew her for a long time, how do you think she changed, uh, you know, as the 70s turned to the 80s, turned to the 90s, and uh, up into the now? Uh, well, she responded to the social conditions that were occurring uh, in San Francisco and of course uh, in, a, in a larger venue. But Jan herself and Jan and Cecil always remained true to their core values and that they would constantly look to, and whether it was going back to the 1970s and 80s with uh, demonstrating against the demolition of iHotel all the way through the 1980s with the AIDS pandemic and advocating for resources uh, for persons who had become ill uh, to the um, movement that eventually arose around bringing to the fore the conditions of people who were unhoused. So I would say it's not so much that Jan changed, but that the social conditions um, and the movements uh, came to the, her doorstep and she was able because she had such an expansive uh, love and commitment to social justice that she could embrace those various changes. Yeah. We're reflecting on the legacy of Janice Miracatani, former San Francisco Poet Laureate, co-founder of Glide with Maria Ochoa, Professor Emerita at San Jose State University and writer here in the Bay Area. And we do want to hear your reflections, what memories you have of Jan Miracatani, how her work or life inspired or affected you. Give us a call at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. One listener tweets, uh, During my days at Writer Corps, Jan modeled fierceness and grace. She influenced so many 
young activist poets. She always invited our young poets to the podium to speak in their own voices, a powerful woman hero. Maria Ochoa, I was wondering how you think leaders of the next generation, what they could um, pick up from Jan Mirakatani and uh, her legacy. What, what are the components that could be carried on into these new social conditions? Well, <clears throat> a popular cultural phrase these days is one of superpower. What superpower do you have? Seems to be a common question on social media. And um, I thought it was interesting when I went back and looked uh, at a book that I had edited with Barbara Ige in 2007, we had a hard time selecting but one poem of Janice's uh, which was a limitation placed on us by the publisher, we ended up selecting a poem uh, titled Invocation. And when we looked up the meaning, uh, invocation means the summoning of a deity or superpower. Hmm. Well, Jan was way ahead of this discussion of superpowers back in 2007, um, because what she called upon was the superpower in people that comes from healing from the self when liberated from the after effects of a traumatic experience. And she found a way to be playful about matters uh, that were deeply serious. And one of the themes that seems to run through her work, and you opened with a poem of hers that uh, evoked that theme is that of the Samba dance. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I just might share this one stanza from the poem Invocation, sure. where, where she uh, does call upon the samba. We dance like a samba's birth in our thighs, powerful as tides. We rise up and exercise demons of violence from our lives. You know, and, and, and there she is. And I, I like to think that uh, some of the samba, well, Jan was, uh, Jan loved to dance. And also San Francisco has a grand tradition of holding carnaval every mm -hmm. year. And so this is one of Jan's ways of connecting uh, to the larger creative communities that are taking place in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that people oftentimes reflect on um, is her, you know, powerful partnership with Cecil Williams at at Glide, um, which also was sometimes reflected um, in her poetry as well. Are are there poems that um, you think speak to that partnership? Absolutely. Uh, her poem uh, "Soul Food" calls upon their relationship uh, as two people, uh, their marriage, uh, two people coming together. Uh, from vastly different backgrounds, uh, sharing the commonality of working together in the kitchen to create meals. Uh, I think there's nothing more fraught, and probably a professional chef could speak to this, than <laughs> two people working, having to share a kitchen together, let alone having uh, different traditions and having uh, various ideas of what constitutes comfort food. And that's what I think that poem, uh, uh, Soul Food, uh, speaks to, is how they literally fed each other uh, in the kitchen, but also uh, in their shared values. 
Yeah. I mean, one of the things you notice reading through a lot of her work is just how embodied the poems are. And in particular, all these mentions of kind of different food, like we heard in in Bad Woman, you know, the different, not just cooking, but also just the, the food metaphors, people as mangoes, people as tallow. Um, can you tell us a little more about the the other sort of features of her of her poetry? Well, Jan was very careful to um, not objectivize uh, people and not to reduce any individual whom she placed uh, in her poems, including herself. And I think that that is, uh, speaks to her humanity and her ability to see uh, humanness in, in all. And that's a very difficult uh, uh, place to arrive at without having uh, a deeper understanding of, of people and a compassion. I guess it speaks to her compassion for others. And, um, you know, frequently we will hear uh, people who have been marginalized. I mean, I'm using phrases that uh, Jan would likely not use in her expressions, largely because she always saw individuals as exactly who they were, as unique human beings. Mm-hmm. Can you share a, a moment where you got to see that in action, maybe? I mean, she's just such a, a big figure that I, I keep searching for kind of small moments for our listeners to sort of gather how she worked closely with someone. You know, she was very protective of the people she worked with at Glide. And so that was, um, I, I recall back when we first met and we were talking, initially I approached her because I wanted to see her in action. And she felt that that would not be appropriate. She was very protective of the uh, women in this case that she was working with. Uh, what I can share is that um, she stayed in touch with me even after I had left working in San Francisco. And somehow she found out that my father had died and called me on the phone just out of the blue. Uh, You know, there was no texting in the era that she called. There was no email uh, and wanted to express her sympathies. And we cried together over our mutual losses. Um, And yet before we ended that conversation, we ended with laughter because we were both attempting to quit smoking. (laughs) for probably the millionth time. Mm -hmm. And of course, she had that great smoky voice, if you Mm -hmm. will. Um, And and we were just laughing and crying at the same time. And then testimony to what a broad spectrum of people she dealt with. She included a story about Sammy Davis Jr., who had just been through town. And he was trying to quit smoking. But as he told her, there's no way, baby. And, uh, you know, that was just Jan. She, you know, was able to connect with people of a a very large range of of backgrounds and abilities. Thank you so much for for sharing your memories of her. Maria Ochoa, writer, photographer, and professor emerita at San Jose State University. Also, thank you to Glide CEO and President Karen Hanrahan for joining us earlier and to listeners for sharing your memories. 
We have one last comment. Reed writes, I first became aware of Janice Miracatani via the documentary about her homeless street artist, Uncle Jimmy, in New York, the Cats of Miracatani. She was instrumental in helping get Jimmy housing and off the streets. She came off as a compassionate and wonderful presence. We'll close with Janice Miracatani's voice and poetry set to music. More from Forum with Mina in the next hour. I'm Alexis Madrigal. To me, so long without light, ashamed of my size, the shape of my eyes, the color of my skin, the closet of self-hate I lived in. And then I found a community, and spirit lifted up my feet, made me dance in the music of my soul. Yes, spirit calls us out of closets of racism, sexism, homophobia, guilt, and greed. Spirit calls us out of apathy to break out of cycles of dependency, break down walls of bigotry with the power of love. Who is singing this song? We are. We are the ones we choose to be. Who is singing this song? We are. Beautiful, bad women who celebrate themselves. Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.